The morning of morning is nothing like being patient and waiting for God to make a deposit on the inside of us. And let me explain what that feels like as a demonstration. You go from feeling empty to feeling full. You go from waiting to now making a move. Hallelujah. You're waiting to receive and you can feel once God placed it there for you to release in the atmosphere. But you can only be aware and be tuned what's happening when you and I wait. It's so important to wait, wait, wait. So many of us, it don't seem necessary. It don't seem beneficial to wait, wait, when God is the one who can do whatever, however. So why have us to wait? If you're able to do, the thing is, the waiting is not for us to know what he can do. It's for us to also come alongside with him to know we also can do. That's what the waiting is about. We're not waiting to get to know him. We're waiting to know who we really are. We're not waiting to see what he can do. We're waiting to see that we can also do. He's showing us our power. He's showing us our strength. He's showing us our true identity that is hidden in him. That's why we're waiting on him and not waiting on anybody else. We're waiting on God to release things in the atmosphere. Waiting on God to expose. Waiting on God to say. Waiting on God to do. And while we're waiting, we are taking necessary steps to become better, more empowered. We are developing. We're more patient. We have more trust. See how much we benefit when we wait? It's not about God. It's God releasing unto us what we need in order to succeed in life. Living a godly lifestyle. And it comes only with patience. Without patience, we don't have a godly lifestyle. Because everything that God calling you and I to do requires us to be patient. And while we wait on God, we're not being patient only with God. We're learning now how to also be patient with ourselves. Now we're patient with our words. Now we're patient with our ways. Now we're patient with our thoughts. Now we're patient with our deeds. And the more we come higher, here goes our praise. Here goes our worship. Here goes our giving of thanks. Here goes our appreciation. We appreciate more when we wait. We know how to keep when we wait. Because we go through the necessary steps. And we're not going to throw all of that away. So we're going to appreciate how far we came due to the steps that it took for us to get further than where we were before. So it's so important to be patient. Every time before God had me to get on here or do anything else in ministry, I wait for him to make a deposit in my belly. And what that deposit look like? The anointing is liquid gold. And he fills me up. And I feel the fullness. 
there it is. It's time to release. And in that fullness, he gives a message that comes through on your behalf and my behalf every single time by providing us the answers that we need. You are experiencing a hunger you never had before. You are experiencing a thirst you never had before. Don't try to figure out what am I hungry for? What am I thirsty for? Just come alongside with God. It's going to be things that you want to give up that you usually do. A sudden urge not to watch much TV or whatever it is that take your attention. You're going to want less of that right now. And I'm going to tell you how God is so merciful. He's releasing the hunger so we can receive the blessing. So we can have a prosperous lifestyle. So we can receive the breakthrough. So we can see his moving, his helping hand, his powerful hand. He don't have to do that. He can provide you an opportunity to make a decision. To be hungry or not. To be thirsty or not. To want it or not. But he's causing such a hunger so it's guaranteed for you to receive. Because you're going to obey the hunger. Because you have no other choice. Because it's already within you to be hungry. I just want to worship God. I just want to sit at his feet. I just want to read the word. I just want to come up higher in my believing. I just want to stop what I'm doing right now. I just want to come alongside with God. I just want God. I just, I just, I just got to get more. I got to stop this for a second. I got to turn this off. I got to put this down. I can't ignore this hunger. Because there is a connection to this hunger, which is my breakthrough, which is a life of abundance, which is connections to release God's word in the atmosphere so others can be saved. This hunger is not just about me. This hunger is bigger than me. It's bigger than me. It's bigger than me. But I benefit from the hunger because I'm the vessel God chooses to use to become hungry. So while you're hungry, he's feeding you. Feeding you everything you need to prepare you for a door that's already available unto you. I can feel it. It's here. You're here. You're here. You're here. You're here. No longer from this moment forward, wait to receive God in any Specific way. Awake no God to say go. Awake no God to give me a, a specific answer. Awake no God to show up this way. Let him do what he do, please. Let him choose to do how he do it, please. You just receive the hunger. You just obey the hunger and come alongside with him and let him draw you to take those necessary steps. Because your breakthrough right here. I want you to know your breakthrough right here. It's not a step away. It's right here. 
Your surprise is right here. So be surprised. We can't put the word don't when it comes to receiving. So we got to be surprised. Don't be doubtful. Don't be dismayed. Don't have the attitude to not expect the unexpected. Don't have the attitude to not be surprised. No, be surprised. Because here is your surprise. All the desires God placed in your heart, my heart. And God is throwing in extras. It's like somebody telling you, I'm going to take you to the store and buy you an outfit. One specific outfit. A pair of pants, shoes, and a shirt. Okay. Not even wear when you get into the mall. Okay, I'm taking you on a shopping spree. Now get whatever you want. I'm throwing in a lot of extra. Pick up whatever shirt on me. Whatever pair of pants. Whatever bottom you want on me. Whatever pair of shoes. Don't look at the price. Grab as many as you can get on me. You don't have enough room, not enough arms for the backs? Then put them away and go grab some more. Put those away. Come grab some more. There's no end to the supply. Just keep grabbing. Keep grabbing. I want you to be surprised. When you say don't, that's not of the spirit. Because how can I, if you have a heart that's already closed? Because don't means do not. No. But if you focus on do, be, can, will, is, you know it's available unto you. Be mindful of the messages that you hear in this season. Be mindful of the messages. You have to hear God in any message, no matter who it is. No names mentioned. A multi-millionaire pastor was speaking on YouTube. His message was, we've been going through too much trouble because we're in a wilderness. Wait, you're a powerful man, but that's not a powerful message. We can't receive that. And that message don't come from your spirit. That message is coming from your flesh. When we're focusing on ourselves and focusing on the trouble and focusing on words that have you to think about trouble, that's of the flesh. That's of our emotions. Because those are earthly realities. But God wants to take our focus, take our attention, and look at the shift that's taking place. It's a positive message. It's not for you to feel like, yeah, I'm wrong. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, he won't. Yes, I must wait. I got to stop doing this. Yes, that is a message. But here is God's message concerning everything right now. You have a hunger. I say, God, who is this message for? Everyone. Everyone. 
you have a hunger. I provided you a hunger as your provider. Now obey that hunger. Obey that thirst. So I can feed you and fill you up. Because you are here. And in order to go and possess what's right before you, you must fill up before you can grab. So you can know how to keep. So how much you want this thing? So whatever I put the hunger in you about, you must obey and not ignore. Show me how serious you are by obeying your hunger, by obeying your thirst. Show me how hungry you are. Show me how hungry you really are. There are going to be times where God can release that hunger off of you. Then you can eat or do the things you usually like to do. But you will know when he's moving. He's drawing you. Because you don't have an appetite for certain things anymore right now. And that appetite is not permanent. That losing of that appetite is not permanent. It's just to gain your attention, my attention. Just to receive what he have right before you. We're not in the wilderness. We're not in exodus. We're not being beat down. We're not focused on what's going on that's troublesome to cause us to be troubled. We're focused on us being a solution and not the problem. We're not judgmental people. We don't prejudge. We don't disconnect. We let God do the disconnection. Hallelujah. Our satisfaction comes from him. By him only. There's no way anybody can miss this. Because God provided everybody with the hunger. But how serious you are about what's taking place. How serious you are about receiving all that God has. Full potential regarding you. You must obey the hunger. You must obey the thirst. I sit at your feet Christ. I make some more time for you. You bless me to have a schedule more clearly now. Where I can come away with you. And just sit at your feet and actually you know, find out what's going on here. What kind of changes do I have to make, my Lord? I'm serious about this, my Lord. This is your final move, my Lord. You will come back. You shall come back in glory, my Lord. So we can actually determine the time when you do come back. Because you said the whole earth will be filled. You're coming back for glory, not destruction. So if I look out here and I see a lot of destruction, that means we still got more time here. You said the whole earth, you're going to find your glory in the whole earth. You're coming back to be praised amongst the whole earth. So we sit down and meditate. You're actually giving us an answer about when you're coming back. Not an exact date, but filling the season of time. Did everybody be on one accord? Not you coming back to find some worship and some not. 
You are doing a new thing and I know it. Yes, you're laughing because I know it. Yes, that can be a cry for you to say, I never knew you. But the new thing is, you won't even have to say that. You won't even have to say that. That's the new thing. Because every knee shall bow and confess that you are Lord. In the earth as it is in the kingdom. I'm aware of that. <laughs> Show me a media. <laughs> Falling from the sky. <laughs> and that rock is on fire. And it's coming down fast. That means you got it. You just discovered. See, many messages are from our emotions and not our spirit, man. And it can cause people to panic. Yeah, you're going to find these things in the end times. Yeah, but it don't mean that the time has ended when you do see these things during the time. He didn't say that. He didn't say that. That's why he also backed it up by saying in Revelation, don't add in my word, don't take it away from my word. If I'm coming back to find my glory here, I'm coming back to find my glory here. Now you look around and see the earth is where I'm not being glorified. Now those are the earths I'm going to have you guys to sharpen, to quicken, to restore back to me. Hallelujah. The more we sit with God, the more we actually become like God. I have a powerful message to give someone they're going to be so excited because God gave me their confirmation I didn't even ask God regarding them but God came to me to give them an answer you know why because they believe in God and me that much oh you said this I know this but you said this this is going to change my whole life around because now I got people who are agreeing with me this person is thinking ahead of time. We see it right now. Not even up yet, but they will be. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me say this to you guys. This is what happens every time a believer, just about every time, just about every time, not every believer, just about every time a believer receive a breakthrough and receive wealth. God take the hand, the money out the hand of the wicked and place it in the hand of a righteous man. And this is what happens to most righteous men. They begin to fall short. You start out being noticed, making plays and songs and movies and logos and speeches and books, being exposed. God exposing you and you're doing so well so pure in heart doing it for free most of the time and all of a sudden you get mixed up in the crowd of those God using you to bring back to him now you become entangled with them like Paul said not to do now extend your hand if you're able to bring them up with you but don't extend it if you bring yourself down with them. 
Hallelujah. We got to go all the way. We cannot, too many of us being found unfaithful, guys, and slacking and lacking in ministry. We get a breakthrough, a financial breakthrough. You know, your account may go from 50000 to, you know, $1.4 million. And what do you do with that? Uh, vacation time. Let God tell you when it's time. We can't go from waiting on God to now telling God what we're going to do because we got things that we think that we have for us. Now we're forgetting about people. Now we're having too much fun in the sun and neglecting people. Now we have attitudes. Well, if you're going to leave me, then go ahead. I'll gain more people. That shows that you immature because you're walking away from me, not being faithful to me if I'm called to be your leader. No, it's causing you to become bitter that you isolating yourself, being with your family and friends and thinking about partying and having fun and going where you want to go and forgetting to bless the people who help you get to where you are. So you becoming arrogant. Do not allow wealth to change you. Wealth is in your life to change things, change people, change the places, change the things. Don't let money change you. Money is in your hands to make the change. Not you become changed for the worse. And God knows these things happen to many of us and we still, he still blesses us with it. Because we've been found faithful to receive it. But we're just going to stay right there with it. But if you want to come up higher at it, I don't want, I don't even want to have a thought to think the world can prosper me. And many gospel leaders are thinking they're prospering due to the world exalting them. But that's a snare of the enemy. And look at them now, watering down things. No names being mentioned. You started out one way, now look at you now. Now you engage with the crowd. Now you find ways to cuss and think it's in the Bible that you can say those cuss words, but the way how you use them is of the world. When God used the word ass, he's referring to a donkey's bottom, yes. But it's not to have no one to think that they have to kiss your ass. Or you making an ass out of yourself. Now you misusing it. Now you being in a snare of the enemy. You being deceived. Even with the cuss word that you know is bad to use. Now you all of a sudden think it's okay to use by trying to use it in the way that it's written down, but you're not using it in that type of text. Now our speeches and our plays and our movies, songs and worship lifestyles been unto God and serving people. Now we're doing things, we've got movies with the drinking in it. It's okay to drink now in our movies, smoke in our movies, fornicate in our movies. Why? Because the earth have you dressed up. The world ways have you dressed up to say that it's normal. It happens. That's the reality. So be transparent about it. 
There's there's, excuse me, there's transparency in the kingdom as well. There are many families who know how to stand. How about you show what it's like to deny, to deny a hospital report, a doctor's report, or to see a church actually prosper and not always a pastor trying to rob the congregation or sleep with somebody in the congregation. Now you're making movies that's treacherous, horrific, where no one wants to even come to the Lord now. People feeling comfortable where they are in their sin. Because you haven't even think that sin is okay to do because we still be forgiven. Come on. Now you got a multi-million dollar home now putting price on a word just to gain more money. You have lost who you are. You became arrogant. And that happens to many of us every day where God put wealth in our hands. So how about we be hungry to be faithful? To remain faithful. Father, I'll be that one to go all the way. I'll be that one to be that example. That movie Braveheart is a perfect example as an ambassador, as a mouthpiece. Mel Gibson stood before all the men and encouraged all those men to come alongside with him and not him coming alongside with those men. It may look like they lost but they receive their freedom. Hallelujah. So how about doing this final move of God? We actually go all the way. Not getting money and making toasts and even if you drink wine now, you celebrate with more wine now. Now you more, you know, now you became a wine head. Celebrating and celebrating and celebrating the wrong way. Not even rejoice anymore. You toasting up. That's your celebration. That's your rejoicing. Not saying you per se. Speaking about the incidents that it have happened. People that it have happened to. And then the camera crew follow you. That Satan be pressed to follow people that start and now worshiping God. Exalting God. Because his plan is to have you not end up that way. Or me end up that way. So we're going to find some people around to cause them to want to fall and become entangled. And make sure the camera crew there to watch. Oh, there he is in the bed with another man. There she is cheating on her husband. There she, he is hitting on his children, hitting his wife, abusing them. There he is smoking. There he is on an island somewhere, high as a kite, drinking. Is he a gospel artist? There's no real leader. All of them phonies. That's what people are saying. All of them hypocrites. That's why I don't even go to church. All the hypocrites in the church. Let God make an example out of you that he is faithful. Be that hungry to be that change in the earth for the Lord. Because we know he's worthy of it. It's birthing time. It's birthing time. I'm going to tell you something. God can have you moving somewhere one day. And next 
next moment, next minute, you moving out, going somewhere better. God can have you buy a car, vehicle this day, and trade it in for something bigger and better the next. I'm telling you, don't hold nothing tight. Don't hold nothing tight. And don't get mad about the change because you're going higher. We praying for increase, right? We praying to level up, right? Okay, level up. First start with your thoughts. So have the attitude, I can't hold nothing tight. See, many of us want to wait to receive in order to do. And then when it's that time to receive, you want to know what to do. Because you didn't prepare for it. Like many sisters in Christ, I'd have given words to many of you many a times. I'm going to wait till I get my man in order to do this. And let me tell you guys something. You don't want no Boaz. Let me tell you from the throne room. You don't want no Boaz. Even Boaz saying, why are you wanting me? I'm in that generation. You're in a better generation. Every generation gets better. So you want me from that time in your season and time where you are in your generation? That's saying you don't want to promote. You don't want to increase. No, you want who God has for you, Miss Lady. Because you're robbing yourself by declaring you want a Boaz. No, you want a man of God. You want the man of God. Don't consider your man of God to be like no other man of God. It has to be the man of God, not like the man of God. That's how we robbing ourselves by what we saying. And when it comes to men, look how God had them to, you know, express, explain what kind of woman that they want. Of Proverbs 31. It's not saying no names. No. It's, it's, it's describing the woman. The women. The woman. Excuse me. <laughs> Only one. <laughs> I said to myself, there go religions, people are joined to have more than one wife. How arrogant and selfish is that? Because you can have, but she can't. Why can't she marry more than one husband then? Because all of this, this whole organization is, is about to crumble down, but I'm just giving you a thought. If you guys are equal, right? Yes. So how can you marry more than one and she can't? That sounds like control to me. Why does she have to be covered up and you don't? That's control. That's insecurity. That's insecurity and that's jealousy. You're afraid somebody's going to take your woman away. And that's also greed and lust to want more than one. Now how would you feel if the shoes on the other foot? When they stop that law for that organization and change that law so now women can marry and the men cannot more than one. How would you feel then? Or you got to cover up as a man and she get to wear what she want to wear. How many would you leave then? It must crumble down. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. People are desperate now for the truth. They don't care about them. Those who have money and Popularity, they don't care about that. It's more suicidal celebrities than people out here in the earth. Trust me, I've been in many bedrooms casting out demons. 
And when I took a minute to come out, I was like, God, darn, this is a stubborn demon. And let me tell you what it, oh, God. God showed me what this demon looked like. I'd never seen this demon before. Oh, God. A demon of saying the wrong things. Saying words of cursing. And not literally curse words, but curses, words of curses. I won't have, I can't get, I'm sick. I did. Everything that God don't say, that is a curse. And that demon looks like uh, the little suction things in the, on the octopus. I forgot the name of those tentacles. Oh God, let me not say the wrong thing. Oh God, tentacles or something like that. And that demon whole body is made of suction holes. And it's on you. So, you know that little thing you the thing the mat you put down the shower that sucks, you know, to keep it sitting still? It's like that all over that demon body, and it's sucking you just like that. It's staying on you, it's sucking you, getting stuck to you. And every suction gets stuck every time you say something else. And it's surrounding you like that. It looks so disgusting. It has so many holes in it. And waiting for those things to come out to suck on you. I don't, it's like a leech, but it's not a leech, it's a demon. Sucking on you like that. And it looks just like those things that, um, on the mat that you put on the floor in the shower. When you lift it up, those little circle things that keeps it still and sucked on the floor so it won't move in the shower floor. That, it looks just like that. Everywhere is made like that. And it's sucking you with the head connected, your head. The arm connected your it's so disgusting. Just because what we say, these demons are disgusting. And they dress themselves up to look like they're appealing. No, it's not. You should see that incubus demon. They have a model on how we should look, how we should be shaped. Men and women. And many went on to be with the Lord due to trying to get that shape by having that surgery that was not successful. We can determine our time being here by being wise with the time we have spent here. Listen to these words of wisdom. The world have us to think we don't know when it's our day and time to leave this earth. But you have the ability to know that time due to what you do throughout your time being here. If you live unto God, you don't lay your life down till you fulfill. If you have not seen all that God has, you know you still have more time. But the world way, it could be any day or any time. So people are walking around with their lives laid down. And they're going home prematurely due to that. And we say words like, I can die any day in time. It don't matter to me. You laid your life down. So you can die any day in time. Because you don't know your worth of being here. God do not and God will not 
have different dates for people at different times. No, you set your own date by what you say out your mouth. I must be honest about my father's business. He's not going to say, I'm going to bring you home to eight and I'm going to keep you here. I'm going to give you coronavirus to come home. I, I want you home with me instead. That's making God out to be a liar. When he said he have all things for you to enjoy on earth as it is in the kingdom. Now, if you have not reached that goal or reached that desire, then it was not your time. You made it your time, but you still went because you still went home, but it wasn't your time to go home. And you're not going to sit here and say that my father going to say it's your time to go home. That's making him out to be a respectable person. So it's your time to be with me, but not yours. So I want you with me so much that I got to take you from here and I got to take you out like that due to a lie. That's making me out to be a liar and I'm not. So I must continue to defend my father. No, cancer didn't take you out. Your words concerning cancer took you out. We got to stop thinking about ourselves. That's how we leave this earth prematurely. When we put the focus on us. I'm going to die. I'm, I, I, I I'm not going to live. The doctor said this. I'm going to die. I don't want to die. It's not my time to die. Look what you're saying. You're dying because you're saying you're dying. It's not fair. That's, that's selfishness. Because you're not here for you. So why are you saying you're dying? Like you're dying unto you. When you're already dead to the flesh. So where's your confidence? No man should take my life. I have a family. I have a ministry. There are souls out there depending on the God and me. I'm not going anywhere. There goes your life. You're not going anywhere. Come on somebody. What are we saying? We're laying our own lives down. God not in our life prematurely from us. And we get mad at him. I'm telling you something, guys. I can't take being at a funeral with somebody going home due to an illness. I can't take that. Because many of us dress it up. It was your time. You know, God wanted you home instead. Heaven done gained another angel. Yes, heaven did gain another. But it wasn't the time to. You still went because you went home. But it wasn't time to. Think about the people that God was using to connect you to. Think about the family you have. You laid your life down and picked it back up again. Forgetting everybody that's connected to you. You're worth being here. You're not worth saying words like that. That's not what God would say. That's not a word, any word God would say. And then many of us got to learn how to cope with them not being here. Because many of us also say words regarding their life to lay it down. Yeah, you are sick. It's going to be all right. Yeah, just go and get life insurance, you know, so your family can be good. You know, we pray with you every day, you know, know you're here with oil. You know, you're going to the kingdom, you know. Every day, just know that it could be the day you go with God. Wait a second. If you could hear some doctor's reports and hear some praise reports when people say, no, I'm not going out like that. And all of a sudden, the doctor's report was turned around for their favor. 
And everybody in the hospital looking surprised. You hear about those testimonies, don't you? That someone made it through. That's all of our testimony. Because we've all been given the ability. We've all been given faith. He dealt to every one of us faith. And now today, he dealt to every one of us hunger and thirst. Obey the thirst. Obey the hunger. I'm so glad to be God's mouthpiece. Now I understand why he has me in this shield like this. I understand, Father. It didn't bother me, but sometimes I was like, you know, I begin to look out the outside and it's just me. I can imagine how Moses felt. Even though he had Aaron and, you know, Joshua, you know, it was just Moses who went away with God. And I begin to meditate. What's up with the 40 days, God? Because it's not the first time I read an encounter when you made a powerful move, you know, for 40 days. Christ fasted for 40 days and nights and then was tempted. Moses went up there 40 days, 40 nights and received the Ten Commandments. And his other encounters were 40 days. So what's so powerful about these 40 days? How many times we have encountered 40 days in your presence we're not even aware about? Jesus. God said he wants you to adjust to the new life. Adjust to the changes. If God gives you a bigger house, don't complain that you got to pack up and move. Oh, God, now we got to get movers. We got to do this. Be glad in it, please. So what? You're moving. Bigger. Better. Stop complaining in the midst of a blessing. I want you to go to this country and release my word. Okay, God. Now I got to save up for this. You know, I hope they ain't going to be dangerous. I hope, you know, they ain't going to be all in my face and all these germs and all. See? You know what is all that about? If God ever have you to go on a mission trip with me, have your heart set on the mission and not on you, please. I don't want to hear no complaining. I don't want to see you be like you're irritable. I don't want to see you look like you're disturbed. I want to see you be glad in every single moment of it. If you're going to come with me, but going anywhere, you must learn how to adapt. I hear too many complaining when they come to people in their missionary trips, when they go to different places, by comparing where they're from, where they, where they went. It was like this, and it was like that. That's all you saw in that mission trip? Where's the glory in it? I thank God I know how to adapt anywhere he sent me. I can say no to certain things. If I don't eat that, I just don't eat that. I'm not going to be rude about it. I eat around it. I'm not going to have them feel uncomfortable that I'm uncomfortable. Because many of them go out and do their best to make sure you're comfortable for your visit, for your stay. They already know what America is like for most of these places. They know that you have a better way of living. 
So they're doing their best to make it best for you and you get there and complain. They up at night excited about you coming or going crazy trying to figure out how to make you feel comfortable and you get there and act as if you're not. I had a host one time boiling water for days because you can't take drinking this water from here. You have to either have bottled water or boiled water. I must take you to the store and buy you water. You must stay with a bottle. You hear me? See how much they honor us? They don't have to say that. They put you above themselves. We can drink this filthy water, but you're not used to it. You would get sick. Let me take you to the store and get you great water. And I felt many people was feeling like they're better. Even you get better water. And guess what? Give them some of yours. Huh? We share some water. You want some good water? Fresh water? Somebody invite you into their home, even if it's on the ground, be comfortable with it. I never heard Paul, Barnabas, Judith, Jude, any of them complain about where they had to go. That's not their final destination. You understand? Go to people's homes, even in our own country, and stand by the door. Don't even want to go in. Spread Lysol everywhere around you. Making people feel uncomfortable. Like you're better than them. They prepare a meal for you. And it's, you know, it's edible. And you like, you know, I don't want that. I don't eat like that no more. What? It's not, you don't even have to eat the things, but you know, don't have them feeling uncomfortable as if you're better than them. Let me tell you guys something. <laughs> Let me tell you how powerful how God used me. Missionary trips is not based upon releasing anything natural to people who do not currently seem to have. Because when you run out, then where's their supply? You don't have all the shoes in the world to put on every feet in, in that country. You don't have all the clothes in the world to put on every back in that country. And when you run out, then what's left? The mission is based upon feeding spiritual food. Giving them water where they would never go thirsty again. Now it's okay to help. But you must allow them to know that the help comes from the Lord. And not through me as being your supplier when God is the source. Now thank him for blessing me to have it in my hands to give to you. But you must come up higher to knowing that he can also provide for you. I was in a congregation one time out, out of the country and the way how they treated their animals like slaves. You only hear chicks to you know, continue to produce to go grow up to be, you know, chickens to produce eggs for us and become our meal. Horses, you know, you only need to, you know, ride our luggage around. Donkeys, you too. Boys, you too. Cows, you only for the milk and food. And they mistreat them so bad. I said, how about you treat them better than that? 
They didn't understand what I was saying. They just animals. They don't care. We don't care. They're not people. Yeah. But they also have lives too. You should be grateful that God blessed you with this livestock. Because that's causing you to have a way of living. Having a source of income. A source of food. A source for your well-being. So treat them better than that. Stop kicking the cows. Stop having them to be hungry. Starving them. They're torturing these animals. And they're blessing you. I saw a piglet and I got excited. I've never seen a little baby pig before in person. Just wandering the streets. Oh my God, look at the little pig. It's like, we see pig every day. I don't. I went to talk to some of the sheep. You talking to a sheep? The sheep can't talk back. The sheep understand. The sheep knows. The Lord's voice. Now you take that naturally and take that spiritually while I'm talking to you, my brother. Know his voice. Mission trips are not for us to say we did something. We accomplished something to be puffed up and glorified and exalted. Traveling around the world preaching good news is not for you to say you exhausted. Receiving the wealth is not to have your attention on you and your family in a come up. It's to bring, bring, excuse me, bring others up higher. Mm, God showed me a grand opening. It's a car dealership. Receive whoever, you know. You want a bigger car, you know, more space, you know, God. It's a whole car dealership and he's giving you the opportunity to pick whichever one you want. Hallelujah. Before I go, God want me to give this testimony of, I, I heard this testimony from somebody else who heard from somebody else. This guy was going to the Mighty Men of Valor conference. And he, all he had was faith to get him there. And he didn't tell nobody all he had was faith. He went to the airport. And my spiritual dad testified this. He went to the airport. They was like, your ticket. He said, I don't need to have to pay no ticket. My father owns this airport. Excuse me? My father owns this airport. Oh, wow. Okay, sure. Okay, here's first class tickets. And gave him the best of everything. Didn't even verify it. Because who would come out and just say that? He was talking about God. They thought it was about the person who really owned it. <laughs> Not even where the owner could have been a woman. <laughs> but they gave him first class tickets. And a round trip at that. And guess what happened? Once my spiritual dad found that out. He took care of that man. God made sure that he was taking care of the rest of the trip. Your faith got you this far. Now watch how far I'm about to take you because you used your faith.
He had the best. He was in a suite and everything. Went with, with faith, just faith. See how far, see how far faith can take us. <laughs> Look around for a second. Look at what you have. Look at what God is using you to do. That's because of your faith. <laughs> so why not come up higher in it? If it produces what you believe Him to do, oh God. <laughs> Never not use your faith. <laughs> Hallelujah. I thank you guys for listening. Hallelujah. I am so drunk in the spirit right now. My eyes are barely open. Because angels are like, oh, my, oh. to get in the pool he just told that man take up thy bed and walk do you want to be healed do you want to be made whole and when he healed what do we say after that don't sin again Because if we be healed from something and we go back to the way we used to be, it's going to be worse. So don't become worse off than where you are. Go further than this by being safe. Don't go from being rich to being broke. Don't go from having to not having. Don't go from saying to not saying it. Don't go from praising to not praising. Don't go from increase to decrease. Thank you for bringing me my speech back up. Hallelujah. 
I have to sit before God some more, guys. Yeah. Greater is use in us than use in the world. I love you. I love you. Receive that hunger right now. Receive that thirst. I love you. Mwah.